Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Erin Jensen and Megan Pattison. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan Stories series. We're offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen we are here to drop knowledge cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way welcome to through thick and skin podcast I'm your host Aaron Jensen and I'm Megan Patterson it's a very special episode today <laughs> Megan it's your birthday <laughs> yes Happy it is birthday Megan it's the national holiday do you know what that's from that's from the Simpsons yes, when Bart sang to Lisa, Lisa good job it's your birthday okay Anyways, thank you. Happy birthday, Megan. Thank you. Well, it's actually on April 11th, but we're going to do the uh, episode beforehand yes. so people can prepare themselves, get their budget lines right, and send me money or gifts. I want to give you guys ample amount of time. Last year, Megan was in full lockdown quarantine birthday mode. This totally was, was it was the week where you literally could not leave your house for anything. People dropped off presents on Megan's doorstep, no contact, and Megan, I think, needs to uh, celebrate double yeah, this year. It was crazy. I mean, my week, I think like April 9th or something was when the, the government or the news source was like, no, really, like, don't even go to the grocery store. It was frightening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I actually felt a slight relief in knowing that I didn't have to plan like some extravagant dinner or birthday party. Like I just stayed at home and opened my door to beautiful cupcakes delivered presents. You came by with the kids in a drive by and dropped off a nice pair of chunkless and some flowers and you just it was a lovely bur and then I got some Ruth Chris steak to go and then I watched a friend DJ on line and I like had a dance party by myself I even put out like my own disco ball and just I was alone it was great my friend gave me a beautiful robe my friend Gunzel it was I was eating steak in a robe and dancing in my living room I was like like blissfully ignorant about the fall like the year to come mm -hmm. you know so I was just like oh this won't be long like Quar birthday, quar birthday. So now this is my second pandemic birthday, and I'm I'm cool with it. I'm in acceptance. It's kind of nice not having to have three birthday parties across the country because I used to have like a San Diego birthday, a San Francisco birthday, a New York birthday, just so all my friends could celebrate. She with is me. not lying. It was birthday month <laughs> all the time. So you're gonna extra celebrate this year, mm -hmm. right? But. People want to know more about you, Megan. So I feel like I've put all my stuff out on Front Street, all my business. What more is there to be known uh, about you, me? We're in the third layer of the onion, okay? That <laughs> awesome blossom is blooming. And I love we got awesome layers blossoms. to go. They are so good. I'm so craving an awesome blossom. Is Outback? Where is it from? Outback, right? I, well, I've seen them at Chili's. Oh, Chili's. Back in the day. But I think I think Outback Steakhouse has them. I've never been to Outback Steakhouse ever. Never? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll take you for your birthday. Hey, now. If they have indoor dining. If you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we almost have a, a little rapid Q&A for Megan, specifically mm -hmm. for her birthday. It is Aries season. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Aries. Uh, well, we are the leaders of the Zodiac. So okay. we're the very first sign of the Zodiac. We have big horns, which can kind of tell... Which which pretty much describes like the the negative traits about us is that we can be pretty brutal sometimes, like really driven leader, horns in, very confident, like natural born leaders, if I didn't say that already, like I was always the chosen leader in group projects, like because everyone else was shit and whack and they could never do as good of a job as me. So I was like, you know what, just sit back, you guys, I'm going to be the leader. 
I was always group the projects were the worst. Yeah, it was never equal. There was the always worst. somebody carrying the weight, and it was me. Um, so I'm very optimistic, passionate, courageous. Aries is a fire sign, so we are fuego. My color is red. I don't wear much red, but if you wanted to buy me something red, I would prefer a a Porsche 911 <laughs> in red. But you know. Roses in red are cool too But they say no My power color They say is red My birthstone is diamond Like what's more luxurious than that I just uh, Lady Gaga's an Aries Mariah Carey is an Aries Nico Alanis is an Aries A lot of powerful Aries people And so I'd like to think That I'm very true To Aries As far as what people see Like people are not surprised When they find out I am an Aries But I could be a little headstrong I could be a little uncensored I can kind of talk before i think those are the negative sides of me as well i've never seen that before <laughs> stop being sarcastic <laughs> all right i love i love the aries in megan it makes a our relationship do very really? interesting i yes. think you do yeah because i'm a cap if, if i had like a, a sister like me i would hate them <laughs> right I think like, about that often how uh, lucky you are to have me as a sister <laughs> okay deb no well listen i'm not saying that like the treatment is because of me i mean i think the treatment is like 33 percent because of me is that what it says in your contract <laughs> i think it is i gotta revisit it actually thanks for reminding me <laughs> but you know i often think like i am such a fun sister you are I, people tell me that on a daily basis like you are so lucky to have me as a sister what if i was a sister that like got married really young and had kids i mean not to say you can't be fun and have kids and be married but like i'm just a spicy person and i'd like to think that i'm uh, I'm a very interesting person. Like you kind of want to have me. I, I often ask my brother, <laughs> my fucking twin brother. I, I, we we talk about like girls he dates. And when he was younger, he he just dated a lot of hot girls that were kind of vapid and a little like pedestrian. And I would always be like, Michael, if you broke down on the side of the road, who would you rather be with? A hot, dumb bitch or like a thick, funny, goofy one <laughs> like me? You know, not that he would date his sister. And he was like, like you. And I'm like, of course. And I'm like, the journey of being on the side of the road with a flat tire is a euphemism for life. So you need to find somebody who is entertaining and fun. And yeah, you're attracted to, you know, I, I definitely am, don't know where I'm going with this except for <laughs> your qualities are good. Yeah. We went on a little trip and our, my daughter came with us and she's like, Mimi's going to come. <gasps> it's going to be a good time. Even her 10 year old knows she I'm knows. a good ass time. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's get to know you more for okay. your birthday. All right. So first question, who was your first crush? Oh, like the kid on the schoolyard or like real life, like a celebrity? Let's do both. Schoolyard was a kid named Mickey and I actually got in trouble for kissing him at preschool. I got preschool? like spanked. Yeah. At the Christian preschool because they caught me scamming on him under the playground bridge. <laughs> And they're like, what is she doing? And I was like, just what I see on the soaps that my mom watches, Young and the Restless, when they're macking like that. And I got in trouble for that. So Mickey, that was my first crush in preschool. But um, actually, like, celebrity crush, while everyone was crushing on, like, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and stuff, I was really into Eddie Furlong. Oh, he was cute. Like, he was super brooding. He was the kid in Terminator he was one of those guys where you're like, I don't know if he's 14 or 34. Mm -hmm. Like he looked super old, but young at the same time. And I just love that type of look. Like I love brooding kind of like heavy eyelids, Moody. weird noses, scars. Yeah. Like everybody else can keep fucking Brad Pitt or who else is hot? 
traditionally hot i don't know ryan gosling sure no i don't even know like guys who are like smoking hot i like guys who are like sexy ugly like who are kind of like huh there's something about him that i it's not attractive but like more of like the characters like a a scar big nose crooked teeth i love that shit that's my jam okay not to say eddie furlong was ugly at all but where's he now i don't know I gotta look him up. I think he's with Macaulay Culkin, just just being like a washed up child star hmm. or something like that. I gotta look. Well, maybe that. you have a chance. <laughs> Hopefully, if you're listening, Eddie. <laughs> so in that era too, what was your favorite song when you were a kid? Mm. My first cassette tape was G Funk Era or Regulators by Warren G. Did I- Mom buy that for you? No, I bought that on my own, my own hard earned cash. From like washing cars or changing tires. I don't know what I was doing at the time. I was hustling, but I went to Warehouse Music. Warehouse, mm-hmm. warehouse Music existed. This is going to be way beyond some of you. And um, yeah, I bought cassette tapes. I bought a Heavy D cassette, Nothing But Love. That was a jam. So I have Heavy D, Queen Latifah, Warren G. Those were the first cassettes I bought. UNITY by Queen Latifah was my jam. UNITY, that's a unity. Who you calling a bitch? That was a really cool song back in the day. But then I also, I just loved listening to radio. I would record radio um, stations with blank tapes. Mm -hmm. So I got to know like Salt and Peppa and I would listen to like Power 106 and Theo on 92.3 The Beat and a lot of stuff that most of our listeners probably don't remember or aren't familiar with because they aren't from Southern California. Where'd you get your eclectic music taste from? From my upbringing, you know, like my our parents at home listened to cool rock music, you know, like B-52s and Devo and New Wave and stuff like that. But then I had a lot of black friends and a lot of Mexican friends. And so I listened to music with their family. Mm-hmm. So I listened to like R&B music and funk music and banda and salina and cumbias and would go to like baptisms and quinceañeras and barbecues. And, you know, so I I definitely like got around and was exposed to so many different types of music because of growing up in Ontario, California. It was a very diverse place to grow up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's what you liked as a kid. But what were you like in high school? Oh, high school. I think that could use a, a proper episode like Megan's Adventure in High School. I mean, it wasn't anything earth shattering, actually. I was quite I wasn't popular. We well, brushed over it a bit. I, we did brush over it, but this is the thing about high school. Aaron and I both went to a private all-girls Catholic high school. Um, I chose, I, I begged my mom to go to that high school because I didn't want to go to a co-ed high school. I was frightened of boys. I couldn't imagine being in like a PE class in a bathing suit with a boy. I was just like, I would die at the thought of it. So my mom sent, Aaron wanted to go to St. Lucy's because she's a dork. And I <laughs> wanted to go to St. Lucy's to avoid boys because I was that mortified of them. And I got along really well. I was friends with everybody at St. Lucie's like it was there were some moments of typical cattiness and like kind of like mean girl shit I never was a part of it I was like the class clown I was in I was student body president the entire time I was like very gregarious I was very well known and I was a pretty average student like I was like a solid B student like 3.3 not not too hot not too cold just right like I was not sweating balls like other girls there like who got B's and they're like, oh, my dad's going to kill me. I'm like, my dad doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, are you, you got a report card? What? Yeah. Like, oh, what? My dad was just like, you know, just check your oil, Megan. Like, make sure that shit doesn't. That was the biggest thing. If your oil seized, you'd be disowned. Not if you got a D. No. But it's like, you let your oil ran out. When did you check it last? Like, yeah. What are you thinking? My dad did not care. My, my parents did not breathe down our neck about no. like academic excellence. Aaron breathed down her own neck. So my dad was just like, oh, cool. You got a part time job and you're like staying out of trouble. You're not knocked up. Dope. 
cool let's keep it moving so i was well known but i definitely was not homecoming queen i was not none of the guys at damien gave a fuck about me in that regard like they thought i was cool they'd say like what's up to me at parties because i had a fake id so i always copped so i always brought i always brought the booze to the parties but none of the damien guys wanted to make out with me or ask me out on dance to dances i always had to ask the dudes and i asked dudes from upland high because they were cooler um so yeah if any of the damien dudes are listening I stick to my story. It's true. You guys were whack. <laughs> and maybe they were whack because I was whack, you know, but I thought I was a pretty cool girl, but I wasn't uh, desired by any of them for, you know, they all came to talk to me to holler at my girlfriends. They would like want to talk to me to get my alcohol and to hit me up to be like, hey, what's up? What's her name? Like, can I? And I'd be like, I don't know, dude, I'm not the pimp. You know, so well, you could have been married to one and had like kids at 23. So just think about it that way. No, thanks. You've uh, dodged a bill, yeah. bullet. High school was not my prime. It was not my peak. Not at all. Okay. So if it wasn't your prime, what has been your proudest moment of your life to this point? Oh my gosh. Um, getting sober. I'm very proud of that. Recovery from addiction of drug and alcohol addiction. That giving it up at the age of 22. I mean, it's something that it's the most important thing in my life. It's like the number one thing throughout my life. It's more important than you. It's more important than my job. It's more important than my parents. Because if I didn't have recovery from addiction, I would not be a sister. I would not be an employee. I would not be a possible girlfriend. Like it is the most important thing in my life. Um, so I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of of giving it a shot when I was that young and continuing to be sober that singular moment and I'm also proud to say that I'm still sober and I still continue to help people in that community and then the other one is learning Spanish like I still can't believe I'm a white girl that speaks Spanish and like I have no Latin blood in the family I did not grow up with like a Spanish-speaking nanny like I straight up moved to a country and learned it all on my own so I'm very proud of that yes amen amen Megan okay let's see if you oh you asked me this question on my rapid fire but if you could be an instant expert in anything what would it be I would love like a cool party trick if I could play an instrument in like a pretty basic band so if I could shred on the guitar slap the bass play the keys kill a drum set like I would love to if there's just like an instrument at a house and be like oh shit I've never done this before and just be like and like shred like crazy I would also love to Inst- I love languages. I would love to instantly be fluent in um, like Arabic or Mandarin, something wild. Because mm-hmm. like speaking French, you'd be like, okay, I'm not that surprised. She you looks almost like a- moved to Canada to. I did. I tried to go French. to McGill University, but then my life took me elsewhere. I don't. I, I think I was like, why am I going to school more when I still haven't paid off my other? Side? I was like, fuck school. <laughs> if any school wants to sponsor me, I'd love to become an interpreter or a translator. That's been my next bag, my next thing. But instant expert in cryptocurrency. I do not understand that <laughs> at all. Somebody buy me a Bitcoin for my birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. Next question. Yeah, well, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? You could buy lots of Bitcoin, but mm-hmm. what would you buy? Say you won. Let's see. If you won $1 million, what would you do with $1 million? $1 million, That's great. Um, that's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> Is that after taxes? It's your Porsche. Okay. They take 50% oh, of it. Oh, shit. Well, that ain't shit. Okay, just say a million. Okay, okay so million. I would, oh, of course, the typical pay off my debts. I would buy a property. Um, I would just, I mean, that sounds so boring, right? Give me a, give me like 300 million. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. One million, I would say, 
Yeah, I'd buy a cute little bungalow in Altadena and uh, refurbish it, and then I'd get like a used Porsche and um, and just live debt free. Okay. What if you won a hundred million dollars? A hundred million, I would say, piss off to the treatment. I'd be like, goodbye. <laughs> I'd be like, change the passwords. I'd block you guys. I would be out the gate. It would be dust. It would be you and Sean on the third Thick and Skin podcast talking to each other. And then no one would listen. And I would be out the, I would be like, goodbye, farewell, ta-ta. No, I would, I would, I would hire some, you know, invest in stuff. Um, I would love to. I would just give up working traditionally and I would volunteer the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with the recovery community and addiction. I would love to work with Ability First, which is a center for disabled adult or disabled children. And they're based in Claremont and Pasadena and they are awesome. So I, I would love to just spend my time helping, you know, the underserved communities, particularly disabled communities. I have a soft spot in my heart for that. And I would split my time between Mexico and here. So that leads me to my next question. What is your dream job? My dream job would be shipped all over the world to stay at cool hotels. And hotel owners are like, Megan, how do I make this even cooler? Or like, Megan, what do I need? Please drop your knowledge and your wisdom and your talent and your skill set on with customer service, with music, with the food menu, with this or the other. How can we make it badass? Like, I want to get paid to stay in cool places. You could totally do that. Yeah. It, you well, just need to make a business. Yeah. It's called like it's a hospitality consultancy. Yeah. But the thing is, is I'm not very linear. Like hospitality consultants are like 30 years in the game as former G, uh, GMs, mm. former director of ops. I'm a fucking mishmash weirdo. Like, well, you have to start small. You know what you should do that for is med spas. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to stay in a med spa. I want a uh, hotel. Yeah. I mean, that is a great idea. And we've talked about this before. Like I could be like a consultant for med spas on how to give them the treatment touch. And that, yeah, that's, that's an opportunity, but I can't spend the night at a med spa. True. I want to wake up and be served fresh orange juice and be looking out into the sea of Cortez and, and then being like, Megan, we can't wait for your meeting at 10 o'clock after your massage because we want you to experience the spa and give us feedback on it. Well, I have a feeling you're going to be doing that very soon. Thank you. Manifest. Manifest. <laughs> okay. What advice would you give your 25-year-old self? 25 years old. Okay. When I was 25, I was three years sober. Um, so I probably, I had good wits about me. Um, I would say like, don't be as afraid of things. Don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of no. I've been pretty fearless in my life. Like I got up and moved to Chicago for no reason. Um, I've moved. I've taken, I would say more of like be fearless around dating and stuff. Like don't like put yourself out there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I sound like a man eater on the podcast, but really like I couldn't even look at a dude or like talk to a dude for a really long time because I was just so afraid that I wasn't worthy or they wouldn't like me or like, oh, I'm not cute enough or I'm too this or I'm not enough that or whatever. But man, I could have bagged so many more dudes if I had like more confidence as a 25 year old. It's that's all it takes. Faking it till you make it. Go for it. Yeah, for sure. What was the best advice you received this year? 2020 this whole past year, 12 months. The best advice actually came from our previous guest, Kaylin Diaz, Kiki, confident with Kiki, who was our therapist guest about 
journey stuff. So we talked about like, how do you not as an, I'm an empath, which means like I soak up people's emotions Mm -hmm. and it affects me. Like I have a hard time sleeping. I have a heart, like my stomach aches over the thought of people being in pain or suffering. Like it fucks me up. And so her advice about like, you know, having compassion, but also not letting it take over your day because that's their journey. And that is something that they have to walk through. Another thing I heard on a podcast that blew my mind was that the way people treat you is how you taught them to treat you. Mm. That blew my mind. I like pulled over and was like, I was listening to it. And I was like, holy shit. Think about that. The way you allow your mom to treat me, you is how you taught her to treat you. The way you allow your asshole sister to treat you is how you taught her to treat you. How do you change that? If you don't like the way somebody's treating you, if you don't like the way your boyfriend's treating you, if your boyfriend doesn't call you back for hours, he leaves you on red. He buys himself Del Taco and doesn't get you Del Taco. Savage. You, and you don't tell him that doesn't, that's not cool with you. You're teaching him to treat you like that. Wow. So think about that. The way people treat you, if it's poorly and good, mm-hmm. you, you teach people how to treat you a certain way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. What is something that you want to do that seems impossible? I want to get Mexican citizenship. I'm putting it out there. I need a Mexican husband. Do you have to marry one? That is the quickest way and the easiest way because, you know, I but I have to prove a legit marriage. Like I I want to marry for love and I would hope that they would be Mexican. And I don't and I'm not trying to kind of like uh, objectify marrying a Mexican man for his citizenship. I really love the culture and I. I'm really attracted physically to Latino men and I speak Spanish and I love Mexico and I lived in Mexico, but I would love to have dual citizenship so I could build out on some property there and do it in an easier way. It's possible through like a long system, Mm -hmm. like expats do it, but I would love to have Mexican citizenship and I would love to live really easily back and forth between Southern California and Mexico. And I would love to have my brother fly me there back and forth. <laughs> I was just going to say you need like a helipad or, or something. Helicopters sketch me out. I know. they. Seriously. I mean, when I think about Kobe, like, sorry to be a bummer, but like the fact that Kobe, like the most important basketball player in our like lifetime mm-hmm. died due to the negligence of a helicopter flyer, like pilot. I fucking hate helicopters and yeah. I've never been in one. I'm just too scared. I'm too sketch. And Michael, our twin brother knows how to fly a helicopter, but I'm sorry. No offense to helicopter pilots, but that's just the one thing. <clears throat> yeah. A plane can glide down. Exactly. I know how to land a plane. If, if, in a, if Michael, I tell Michael that when Michael and I are flying, I'm like, listen, if you have a heart attack or a concussion, what do I do? He's like, just hold here, pull back. And I'm like, got it. Boom. Helicopter. You flip upside down. You slam. There's no saving from a helicopter. You no. go wonky and flip flop. No, no way. There isn't. Well, you can build your runway once you get all your land Hell built yeah. out. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Other than Mexico, what is your next favorite country that you've been to? Uh, I love Costa Rica. Ooh. I've been to Costa Rica a couple of times. Costa Rica is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's lush. There's, I mean, there's so many iguanas just hanging out on trees, beautiful waterfalls, beautiful beaches so i really love costa rica but to be honest the country i've gone to most after mexico would be canada i've been to no costa rica and canada are the same two times i've been to canada twice (laughs) and costa rica twice i'm just there's so much to mexico Mm -hmm. you can go snowboarding in mexico you could go you know in the jungle in mexico it's just so diverse and there's so much to it that i would just love to explore okay 
what would your perfect Saturday look like? Uh, definitely not like yours, like with working out and shit. No way. I mean, I would love to have a fit body as a result of workout without having to work out. So that means I would have to like eat really clean and like under a certain amount of calories. And that's really tough to do. So right now I'm just dealing with the cards that have been dealt to me. But perfect Saturday, wake up without an alarm clock, have a, you know, be greeted with a cup of coffee, wake up leisurely and uh, meet some friends for brunch, beautiful brunch with a beautiful view, have a DJ at this brunch. That's not me. And just kick it for family too. I love hanging out with family. I keep them pretty separate though, because my family lives in the suburbs and my friends live in LA, but it would be cool. Like with my family, like I get to do that. I get to wake up, have a cool brunch, have you, a cool view. You make your uh, nephews bring you coffee. I know. The they know how to make me coffee. My nephews brought me coffee and my ex never brought me coffee. Like that's it. That was the bottom line. When my eight year old could make it and he can't even reach the coffee machine, then my ex was like, I don't know how to make it. I was like, you're out of here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Tacos al pastor with pineapple. Done. Hands down. And I have really high cholesterol and you do too. Oh, I know. I have all these stupid, Not they're not even health issues. But yeah, They're high annoyances. cholesterol. Well, you know what Michael told me, our twin Ugh. brother, I saw Michael, Michael got a treatment at the treatment and he, he went to the doctor and the doctor did a full blood panel on him. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, you need to come into my office now. And Michael's like, oh shit, maybe I got HIV or something crazy. Cause like the doctor was so extreme and the doctor calls him into the office and sits Michael down and he's like, your cholesterol is dangerously high. And he's like, I know Lipitor, what's up? <laughs> Like, and I was like, oh, God, you too. I swear to God, my mom has given us, cursed us with like really high cholesterol. Aaron, yeah. and Aaron's very slim. You know, her BMI is probably less than 21. Maybe it's a 21. Because, no. no. yeah, well, anyways, I'm I'm on a, I'm on the heavier side. So it's not surprising that I have high cholesterol, but Aaron has high cholesterol. I have, I, I'm not on medication, though. They haven't told me I need to go on medication. No, they just told me to stop eating red meat. Yeah, but. And Al Pastor is pork. Oh, then you're fine. No, pork has so much <laughs> cholesterol in it. Pork is like, the, like they say like, oh, eat lean bison, you know, eat lean chicken. Like don't eat steaks and pork. Well, this is your last meal. So you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. No, or no, no, no. Meal no, for the rest of your life. Meal for the rest of my life. And you know what? Uh. Studies have shown that two tacos of Al Pastor are actually better for you pre-workout than a protein bar. Really? Because of the protein, the slight amount of fat, I think a little acid from the pineapple and then like the good fatty acids from the mm -hmm. avocado versus like a quest bar yeah. which is like sugar and chocolate you know i just finished my little levels program this is about me i, I know i'm sorry <laughs> but okay but what i do never you talk say? about myself <laughs> but no well, i'll just put those out there it was actually very interesting and the if you for me when i ate like real food like lasagna or tacos it did not spike my blood sugar but if i ate same thing like a protein bar or salads then it would spike my blood sugar so there's something to be said about just like real whole food mm -hmm. is what your body needs not any like you don't need so many supplements and yeah like processed stuff that's why i never sweeteners. eat those cookies that are like sugar birthday cake cookies that are protein bars i'm like mm. i'd rather just eat the cookie i'd rather eat a cookie yeah, yeah. i'd rather eat a real ass cookie mm. well cool you might become a health influencer now hell no <laughs> no nobody wants to hear about anyone's like diet or workout a or... lot of you guys asked about my what i eat every day so let me break it down to you. I don't eat until five o'clock because <laughs> I'm fasting, quote unquote, when actually I just don't have any food in my house and I don't want to pay for Postmates. That's my truth. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to buy Postmates or DoorDash. 
it's a lot of money it's hard it's expensive yeah you just got a plan okay back to megan back to megan yes when you were a child what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be a truck driver when i was a kid are you serious once again going back to wanting to travel well as a five-year-old i thought the only way i could travel is by being in a car and i thought wow i could get paid to travel if i drive a big rig yeah so i wanted to be a truck driver we did lots of road trips when we were younger mm-hmm. with CB radios, and we would talk to the truckers from our CB radio. Beep, beep. Megan, this is the old banana. Come Large on in, but don't slip. <laughs> exactly. I, I still want to be a truck. Sometimes those trucks look really sick. Like they have like bunk beds, and you could have a dog. And some of the truck stops have like showers and gyms in them. I mean, I love driving. Like I drive to Mexico all the time, and people are like, God, what a drive! I'm like. I can listen to three podcasts. I call two friends. I mean, I love it. I listen to music. I, it's it's the best. I love driving. Love it. So okay. maybe I still, maybe Second I can career. be a truck driver. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Who is your current celeb crush? Current celeb crush? Oh my gosh. Um, Do you even know any current celebrities? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I don't like crush over like far-fetched not like unavailable like i crush on guys like i think i could possibly get with Mm. so diplo what's up you do have a thing for him and it's funny because i don't typically like blonde haired guys green-eyed guys like like i don't like guys who look like my brother not to say my brother looks like diplo but i usually don't go for like white guys with like features like mine like blonde like light hair and light eyes but there's something about him he's kind of an asshole this so it's he's kind of like the hot senior in high school when you were a freshman mm-hmm. that's a, an asshole but like if you if you had sex with him it'd be like oh shit you bag diplo other celebs i i just like benicio del toro i think mm-hmm. he's hot he had a baby with kim stewart so he likes blondes so maybe he'd be down with me who else i don't know i don't watch uh that guy from that weird netflix show where he was a stalker Oh no, you told me it was too freaky, so I never watched it. I know, I like freaks. I honestly I don't have a physical type. I, I like guys that make me feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I like them short, I like them fat, I like them bald, I like them crooked, asymmetric. I don't care. I just like it if they make me laugh and they tip, they're good tippers and they open the door for me and they can like lead and they're like leaders. Crooked is them. quite the description. Like <laughs> not crooked like he's a, a like makes poor choices, like he's a crook. But crook, you know, like what's his name? Who was that really famous actor who had like a really big nose that was kind of crooked? Um, Adrian Brody. Yes, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. He was like an unexpected hot guy for a minute. Yeah, and yeah. so I think him, Lenny Kravitz is hot. He's smoking. He's so hot. He was the type that would like write a poem about me and then have sex with me at the same time. Flip you over. Yeah, and I'd be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> He's like, I belong to you and you, you belong. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm fucking the guy that <laughs> fucked Benet. What's, what's his ex wife? I don't know. But he just seems so hot and like ethereal and out there. So he yeah. just went all over the spectrum. That's I the love thing. it. That's Megan. If you look at all the guys I hooked up, what I've ever been with, as if it was like a police lineup. It would make no sense at all. You're like, she doesn't like a certain race. She doesn't like a certain height. She likes them bald. She likes them with dreads. She likes them with fades. She likes them with mustaches. She likes cops. She likes skater boy pot dealers. I have, I cannot put a finger on it. This chick makes no sense. And I'm like, exactly. It's because 
these guys all stepped to me with the confidence and that's what I like that they like they had the guts as because I'm intimidating I'm really scary I'm an intimidating woman I've been told that like all my adult life and these guys like could care less they want to get to know me and they got to know me get it yeah <laughs> um okay if you were a wrestler what would sorry I'm reading this question I think like walk-on song but you put in here if you mm -hmm. were a wrestler what would your entrance song be trick daddy trick daddy for sure there's some really good there's some really good songs like annie up by mop annie up i'm surprised you know that that's like hit him get him get him get him that would be a good like when you're like like with your fists in the air like if you're tyson or canelo or something but um my song that gets me pumped with a really good intro is shut up uh-huh okay what's up shut up by trick daddy that's a good one that's a good one boom Boom, 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 uh huh, boom, boom, uh huh, boom, boom, and I could like shuffle into that, and then Trina could come out, and Trina would, Trina was like, you know, the uh like Tammy Terrell to Marvin Gaye of Trick Daddy, so she was like the the share to the sunny, uh Trina, and she's an incredible rapper. So like, what if I had Trina with me, Trick Daddy with me, and I walked in to the wrestler ring? Done. That'd be badass. Done. <laughs> uh, okay. Say you are independently wealthy because you are a wrestling champion mm -hmm. and you don't have to work. What would you do with your time? That's kind of goes back to the yeah. lotto question, but um, I would uh, just be like a chronic volunteer. Like mm -hmm. I would just be volunteering all over the place. Soft spot in my heart is disabled adults, disabled adults and children. Actually, my job in college, I had a part. I've always worked in college, but one of my jobs Actually, I just gotten sober and I was in college and I worked at this place called the Janet Pomeroy Center, which was a recreation center in San Francisco for disabled adults. And I was a rec leader because my major was recreation and leisure studies. So in that major, some kids would go to recreation like ropes course and canoeing. And so this kind of fell under that. So I was a recreation leader for a group of severely disabled adults. So I had like eight people in my group and it was so much fun. Like I had the same people. They got to know me. We went like swimming. We went to the park. We went to the mall. Like I was that person that was like leading, like I would hop on the bus with like my four wheelchairs, you know, and like everybody's assisted and like, we'd have so much fun going on the bus, going to the mall. I, I never left that job sad. It was such a rewarding job. And so I would love to get back into that. If I didn't have to work, I would just like full-time volunteer with disabled adults. I love that. Philanthropist. Yes. Can you say philanthropist? Sure. Philanthropist. Some people with lip flip can't do it. No, I know. Sometimes I say certain things and, and my lips are doing something I don't want them to do, but philanthropist. It's, good job. Yeah, it's good. It's a great word. My lip flip is fine. Okay. Let's uh, kind of wrap this up. Mm -hmm. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for always being helpful, for always being of service. I want my tombstone to say this bitch showed up every time she said she would. So for me, integrity is defined as doing what you say and saying what you do. So even when you invite me to somewhere and I don't want to go, but I say yes, I will be there. Like I don't make an excuse. I don't have the cramps. My stomach doesn't hurt. Like I'm a woman of my word. Mm -hmm. And I hate that sometimes. I hate saying yes, but like I will go. Like I want to be known as the chick who like is always reliable, is always ready to help. Like there's no doubt in my mind, like she will be available, you know? So definitely I want to be known as the, the person that was always of service, that was always helpful to other people. Yes. And I know you've told me this, you 
want to be remembered you don't want to be that you don't make a difference yes oh yeah for sure i want to make an impact absolutely i already gave you my end of life kit so she knows what to do you guys megan (laughs) on a quarterly basis sends me an updated file i literally have a folder that says megan's funeral on my gmail (laughs) and she re-updates the photos of her her thirst trap photo pictures (laughs) for me to post during her eulogy and who should speak on her behalf at her eulogy Ugh. and i am not still not on there i'm not because it's a given you're I'm, i want friends that you don't know of or know. friends from outside of she, california and it also does which is very helpful i'm very thankful for this provides mm-hmm. you know what you're giving to me as an inheritance how much the value of your record collection is so i could sell it to get the money mm-hmm. off of it exactly but yes it's true you guys because think about it unfortunately the, the bummer side of being a recovered addict alcoholic is that I have a lot of friends who have just lose to addiction. And I had one friend who overdosed last year and it was devastating to see his parents go through figuring out his apartment, his things, his life email. Like it was just such like, it was such a challenge because they were dealing with the death of their kid, but then they were just like, where's his, the key to this. I don't know how to get that. So I help Aaron out because I don't have a husband. I don't have if I had a husband, he would have all this information. Aaron is like my next next of kin. And I want to make sure the slideshow at my funeral is popping because you guys don't have access to my thirst traps unless you go on my Instagram. And it's it's way more than that. I think it's a playlist. Yeah. Too, music. I have music that I'd like to have played there. I have, you know, you didn't ever write what open or closed casket. I did describe. I said oh, I would you? like open casket if I wasn't oh, yeah, mauled <laughs> by a bear or I didn't get, you know, thrown in a shredder. Was there an outfit choice? All black. Okay. All black ballman, preferably. No, I'm just kidding. I can't fit into ballman. What's your, <laughs> what's your one dress you have that's like low cut? No, I would want like. Do you think they would embalm like your titties? Yes, of course. They would tape, <laughs> tape them, them up. How we'd have highlight on the titties. I mean, I'm not going to wear a turtleneck in my casket. Like I want to be like seen. Like becomes her. No, they're going to be like, God, she was so hot. Like. <laughs> You know, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I would love an open casket if it's done really well. And if I'm not if no major traumas happen to my face or my chest, like if I died peacefully in my sleep. Absolutely. Open casket. I haven't picked the casket out or anything like that, but I'm also OK with a cremation. I just I'm, I'm OK with a cremation and having an urn, having a closed casket. I think it's a little over the top. You know, if we're going to have a casket, I want you guys to see me. Got it. And you could put little trinkets in there for when I go to the afterlife. Take with me. Uh, <laughs> this is not morbid, you guys. I'm no. not trying to be. But seriously, if you think about it, if you are a single woman or a single person mm-hmm. and you haven't talked about your end of life, like if you become if you go into a vegetative state. Yeah. Do you want your life to be prolonged? That's something you need to talk with your family. I've told my family, I'm an organ donor. Take anything you want from me. My heart's a little because of my high cholesterol, but have at anything else you'd like. Please take me as I'm not going to take it with me to the afterlife. And also, like, if I become in a vegetative state, just pull the plug. I do not want to be prolonged. Yeah. Things like that. Very important. You have to have your conversation. I know all of our. Uh, our parents have given me just the card of their attorney that has their trust. Mm-hmm. So you should have those conversations because I almost feel like when you put it out in the atmosphere, it's less likely to happen. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like that's a thing. Yeah. But yes, we're going to have many more years of Megan, including this Aren't year. Aren't you blessed? Yes. Yeah, so I'm turning 36. You guys, I'm closer to 40 now. That's crazy. You look better than you, when you were 26. I so do. Thanks to I me. I look so much. I look so good these days. That's why I'm not concerned about getting older. Like I had a friend. She was like, oh, I'm turning 37. I was like, 
you're hitting your sexual prime, mm -hmm. you know, and you look great. I mean, I think 30, what 37 and 36 looks like now versus our parents' age. Like when my mom was 36, she had three kids in elementary school going on to middle school and she owned a house and had a job, you know, and that is not what my life looks like. I'm, I'm single again, starting from zero, starting from scratch, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about my ovaries shriveling up or anything like that because this is my journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to enjoy my 36th year. It's a beautiful journey. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for listening to this very self-serving episode all about Megan. Happy birthday to me. Cash app, Venmo, slide into my DMs, whisper into my PayPal. Let me know you love me on my birthday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't. But I mean, but if you want to remember, my power color is red. My favorite birthstone is diamond. And I love Phil's coffee. And cold hard cash is my favorite food. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>